Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebnei Noach, Shalom Goyim. It is the evening of the fourth day, Erev Kaftes Ba'adar Aleph, Parashas Bekudei Tafshin Pei Base 5782, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 1 March 2022. You're listening to Phantom Nation, webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the OJT, wickedly called in the UN the OPT, the Occupied Palestinian Territories, when they are in truth the Occupied Jewish Territories, occupied by Arab Muslims who did not live here before the rise of the modern Zionist movement. It's a phenomenon that has uh, replaced last century's Nazism, that replaced the earlier non-lethal form of anti-Semitism, that replaced the religious deicide charge, which depicted Jews as so powerful as to be able to kill God in the vernacular. Once my late mother, a blessed memory, as a girl in the Bronx a century ago, was walking down the sidewalk in her neighborhood when passed by a Catholic girl who, as they passed, pointed a finger at her and said, You killed God. Well, today, uh, we don't hear that anymore uh, since Rome revised its doctrine. What we do hear is, You stole Palestine from the prehistoric ancient Palestinians and continued to persecute them because you are cruel racist, according to Amnesty International and lots of professors and universities, uh, institutions that grew out of the medieval monasteries, where Jew bashing was daily fair. In this edition, we will begin with the proposition that schools, public schools across America, are being injected with the Palestinian narrative, uh, you know, the Jews stole Palestine from the Palestinians, and the traditional Jewish social organizations don't know what to do about this because Israel has never known what to do about this because its leaders uh, do not recognize that the current propaganda is as dishonest as the fairy tales of Jew hatred throughout the ages. Indeed, in Israel, whenever the police come upon a dead Jew, God forbid, and want to determine the motive, they want to know, was it a criminal or nationalistic killing, nationalistic lumani, meaning the result of the conflict between the Israeli state and the Palestinian nation. In effect, all the thousands of Jews murdered here by Muslims bellowing Allahu Akbar, are not seen as victims of anti-Semitism. No, Israel is the only country in the world free of anti-Semitism, that oldest hatred. There's no anti-Semitism here, only normal run-of-the-mill violence between two normal, equally ancient nations fighting over some real estate. And we'll get started after the following message from Israel News Talk Radio. Hello, I am Walter Bingham. If you want to hear the news behind the news and the true perspective on world affairs, then The Walter Bingham File is the program for you. We bring you interviews with the movers and shakers, political commentaries, and on-the-spot reports of events as they happen. All here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Israel Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's all archived on our website. Make it a date.
שלום ליהודים, שלום לבני נוח, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the fourth day, ערב כ"ט באדר א', פרשס פיקוד דה, תשפ"ב 5782. The evening of the third day, Tuesday, 1 March 2022, you're listening to The Phantom Nation, webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Coming to you from Israel, rescuing Jews from Ukraine, and surely Gentiles among them, while abandoning Jews in the West. Well, leastwise, not intentionally in the West, it's just the result of Israel's own inability to defend itself on the field of ideas, thanks to their defective identity. Yesterday, the um, JNS website ran a report on the situation in Massachusetts, in the schools, where anti-Jews are inserting hate Israel material by spreading the Palestinian narrative. That's a term invented by my old professor at Columbia University, Edward Said. Read all about it in my book, in which I expose him, in which I slice and dice that lying imposter who pretended to be a Palestinian refugee when in his autobiography, this wicked Arab exposed himself as no refugee or Palestinian at all, but a Lebanese. Uh, it was Edward Said who invented the Palestinian narrative, those two words meaning the Palestinian version of history, uh, of 1948 in particular, uh, well known in the 1950s, by contrast, was Israel's narrative, popularized in a best-selling historical romance called Exodus, and later made into a successful Hollywood movie starring the great star Paul Newman. But Edward Said complained that no one knows the Palestinian side of the story in which uh, there were Palestinian victims of the Zionists. And their national story, the Palestinian national story, is as valid as that of the Jews. Every people is entitled to its own version of truth, and in in the modern world, truth is relative, you know. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, Edward Sayyid might say. Uh, This was the ethical creed of men like him, the Lebanese, pretending to be a Palestinian, uh, as he helped spread the larger lie that there were other Palestinians just like him, victims of the Jews, who used the Holocaust to guilt-monger the UN into letting them steal Palestine from the ancient Palestinians in residence for thousands of years. Just the other day, Palestinian Media Watch, PMW, reported on Palestinian Authority schools teaching their children that the Palestinians have been living here for 5,000 years, and when the Jews deny that, the Jews are lying. This is the Palestinian narrative today. Thanks to my old professor, whose uh, course I took on 18th century English literature before the Six-Day War, who told his students that he was Lebanese. He also wrote a Ph.D. thesis on Joseph Conrad, the native of Poland, known as an English author, and he called it The Fiction of Autobiography. And then years later, he wrote his own autobiography, beginning with his assertion that all children invent their parents, whatever that means, uh, as his own father tried to reinvent himself from being an Arab to an American Christian, as Said himself, after the Six-Day War, reinvented himself as a Palestinian, no longer a Lebanese, uh, now a member of the ancient Palestinian nation, the indigenous nation of Palestine in residence from time immemorial, which, as I say, PA school children are taught that the Jews as well have no connection to Palestine. The Jews are all foreigners who basically, uh, many Palestinian teachers teach, invented the Holocaust that never happened. 
in order to blackmail the world into letting them invade Palestine and steal it from the Palestinians. This is the Palestinian narrative that rules the roost in universities these days, and according to the JNS report, is now being injected into public schools from coast to coast by the same teachers who refused to return to work during the communist Chinese crisis, the poison they put in the air but still wanted to be paid and were led uh, by a uh, childless Jewish lesbian, uh, the union head, married to a Jewish lesbian who claims to be a rabbi. A society in which the teachers spread anti-Jew lies is a society in trouble. It's not in good health. And to a great extent, I blame non-observant Jews everywhere, but especially in Israel, who have swallowed the anti-Semitic poison of there being a Palestinian nation just like everybody else. Jews in universities, and I assume high schools uh, these days, are being menaced. Uh, they have become the target of angry faces, uh, but are helpless in responding to the lies because Israel does not respond to the lies. Israel gives them no ammunition to stand up to the rising tide of anti-Semitic fabrication. In every generation, we have been persecuted on the basis of lies, and it's tragic that Israel uh, participates in the lie today. Recently, for my subscribers, I referenced a recent research done by David Bedin's Center for Middle East Studies, researched into research into the teachers' guides used in PA Palestinian Authority elementary schools, uh, whose language in every sentence is drenched in Jew hatred. Yesterday, Palestinian Media Watch PMW reported that on January 17, uh, PA President Abbas said, quote, We have been the owners of this land since this land's existence. We will remain in this land forever. While the attackers have no place in Jerusalem and no place here, we know that the prime Zionist goal is emptying this land of its Christians and Muslims. They don't want anyone here other than themselves. The Christians be f first because the Christians were on this land before the Muslims. The Christian is the brother of the Muslim. Muslims and Christians celebrate together, suffer together, live together, work together, and fight together against their enemy because we have been the owners of this land since the land's existence. Jews are foreigners here. They'd never knew Palestine, never lived in it, neither of them, neither them nor their fathers and forefathers, close quote. PMW also reported on a Sharia judge, one Abdel Harb, whose name in literal translation means slave of Allah, war. And in a recent Friday sermon, he said the following, quote, This land, the adults among us know, the Jews did not establish a stone, a plot of land, or a structure. They brought all the archaeologists here to prove that this is the Temple Mount, their promised land, but they did not succeed in this. They are oppressors, they are liars. And the right is on our side. Ours is the true, unblemished, and undisputed historical narrative. They are people of falsification and untruth, close quote. What you just heard was why there has never been peace here, peace for us. Uh, this is one of their religious judges who, just like everybody else in their primitive society, lives in a world in which denial seems to be a worldwide virus of the mind. This is a people for whom history is anything they want it to be in order to justify their appetite for something in the present. Before the modern Zionist movement came to life, this country, by every piece of historical evidence, 
was a barren wasteland on which no people called themselves Bolestinians, on which there had never been a Bolestinian government run by Bolestinians who spoke the Bolestinian language. What kind of an indigenous ancient people never spoke its own language? What has happened over the last half century has been the invention of a fictitious Palestinian nation that has the same right as the Jewish nation to have an independent state in its ancient homeland, Palestine, just like the Jews. The sons of Ishmael, you see, for thousands of years after the sons of Israel began living according to the laws of uh, God written in the book, the Ishmaelites in their, all that time remained illiterate nomads, outlaw criminals who preyed on people at their most defenseless when in transit, crossing the deserts. And in the 1970s and 80s and the 60s, the Ishmaelites took to skyjacking airliners, shooting up crowds of people in airport terminals. 9-11 was hardly the first time Muslim pirates hijacked, skyjacked commercial airliners. In the Second Intifada, they liked to explode Jews waiting at bus stops. Uh, they liked to board crowded rush hour buses in Israeli cities and explode themselves. The spiritual disease of Jew hatred, I also like to call it anti-Jewitis because it's a real disease, I think, a psychiatric division, a mental disorder. Anti-Semitism, the word was a stupid and dishonest word the moment it was invented in the 19th century because it's not as an ism. An ism commonly is a matrix of ideas and ideology when anti-Semitism is just fancy talk for delusional hatred of Jews belief in the Jews committing terrible deeds, like barging into a country after World War II and, and just stealing it from the indigenous ancient Palestinians, tragic victims of the Zionists, who uh, to this day, according to the delusional Democratic Congresswoman AOC, claims uh, keep putting ancient Palestinian children in cages. Hi, 
Hi, everyone. This is Andrea Simento from Jerusalem inviting you to drop everything and join me on my show. Pull up a chair. We'll visit this week's quirky stories, meet fabulous guests, and discover my Israel. Together, we'll laugh, shout, and explain the topics that make us say, hey, we've got to talk about that. So get comfortable and pull up a chair with me, Andrea Simento, every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. Yeah, this um, Jewish news service post is worrisome. For the disease of baseless Jew hatred is being injected into American schoolrooms with the so-called mainstream Jewish defense organizations basically useless. And that's because no Israeli leader has dared to speak the truth uh, and tell them the truth that the entirety of the Palestinian cause is nothing but one gigantic anti-Semitic lie. The so-called two-state solution is in essence diabolical. Those who call for it call for the uprooting from their homes of a half a million Jews, uh, their families from their synagogues, businesses, homes they paid for and have a family life in. Uh, the two-state solution dreams of their eviction. The famous Oslo peace engineer, Dr. Joseph Balin, Ph.D., the other day suggested that many could, ready for this quote, relocate. Balin, in his ugly hatred of the religious settlers in Judea and Samaria, among them non-religious people too, he can so blithely suggest they relocate when the Arab terrorists in Hamas take over to run the new Palestinian state. Even the moderates in the PA terror cult demand the same. All the Jews must leave Judea and Samaria, and anyone who supports that idea is an anti-Semite. Where is it written Jews must not be allowed to live in Judea, origin of the word Jew? The fantasy of the two-state solution calls to mind so many episodes in Jewish history when Jewish communities were literally driven from their homes. My own uh, grandparents in Belarus in the first decade of the 20th century were pogromed by their neighbors, murderously so, into fleeing to America. And here was Dr. Joseph Balin, the Prince Charming of the leftists, the Oslo peace abomination. Balin suggest, suggested that those who don't want to live in the new Palestinian state can just relocate. Nothing to it, you know. Just one day, you... Family gets into their car and drives off to find an empty house to buy and move in and new schools for kids and a new place of employment for mom and dad. Nothing to it. That Balin even contemplates the, uh, m the this move is more evidence of his hostility to the ideology, the religion that has kept his people alive like no other over thousands of years and even in the face in every generation of horrible, baseless abuse. The two-state solution was the brainstorm of anti-religious men, Balin, Pundak, Beres, Rabin, and their slice of Israeli society, who swallowed whole the Palestinian narrative of there being such a nation with the identical right that the Jewish nation has to an independent state in the land of Israel. And this is why Jews in the diaspora are struck dumb by the emerging tsunami of Jew hatred, unknown since the end of the war, they have nothing to say in my eighth decade now, I recall no episodes of homicidal violence like the ones we have seen lately. And so students on university campuses are under assault thanks to this generation's delusions of Jewish evil. That Israelis never rebut. What Israel's leaders need to do and never have done is in unison declare there are no Palestinians. Never were, and certainly none with the right to a state west of the Jordan River. 
at this very moment, if these leaders uh, were to read my book, they would uh, learn that classical Palestine today uh, and has been since 1946 mostly in Arab Muslim hands. Israel 1949 to 1967, plus the spoils of uh, our war of survival in 1967, is no more than 47% of the classic map of Palestine, which makes of the states of Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan bigger occupiers of Palestine than Israel. And any time these three Arab Muslim states want to retreat from the 53% of the classical map they have had since 1946, that they occupy since then, and they want to hand it all over to the legendary Palestinians for a state, Israel wouldn't mind. These days, Israel is uh, very good at bombing Iranian installations in Syria, very good at inventing the Iron Dome anti-missile system to uh, defend against the missiles that come flying out of Gaza. But when it comes to the words of the enemy, who spreads the anti-Semitic fantasy of a Palestinian people victimized by the evil Jews, Israelis and Jewish leaders in exile are mute. Daily, the PA radio here, a station given to them by Shimon Peres, by taking a channel away from Israel's Arab language service, uh, they broadcast lies all the time about the Zionist movement, and official Israel says nothing, does nothing. Before the Oslo abomination of 1993, the Arabs in Judea and Samaria had no radio station. Well, Israel then gave them one which they used to spew lies about Israel and Jews and Zionism. What Israel has the right to do, but dares not, because it is weak in spirit, uh, if not operational capability, is to enter PA radio some night, the station, and shut it down, confiscate all of its equipment because it spews anti-Semitism. Defense Minister Benny Gantz has literally promised Abbas, Abbas whose book denied the Holocaust, he promised to violate Israeli and American laws that prohibit using aid money to pay PA terrorist killers. Has Gantz no self-respect? This is nothing but protection money that Muslims have uh, forced upon infidels to pay throughout Muslim history. And there's also the, the issue of, of, of wise and clear thinking that is so needed, but it's compromised by going along with the fantasy of a Palestinian people as victims with the right of any nation to a state in their ancient homeland, and never mind the League of Nations uh, in its mandate of 1922 explicitly, quote, recognized the historical connection of the Jewish people with Palestine and said not a word about any Palestinians. I think sober and wise thinking should also license Israel to declare that with such a cultural retard as Mahmoud Abbas, who is a Holocaust denier and a denier of Jewish history in this country, no sane person should ever engage and negotiate with him. These so-called Palestinians, these Arabs, these Muslims, they use their brains in a very different way than civilized people uh, that is simultaneously recognizable to us, yet utterly alien. Denial is a well-known psychological defense among even normal people who resort to it from time to time, but with the Arabs, it's a constant state of being. History for them is whatever they want it to be. The Palestinians, they claim, are the indigenous people in Palestine, and the Jews have no connection to this country. Well, the man who thinks like this, talk of peace, is pointless, unrealistic. Abbas is functionally a lunatic, and it's no accident that the crescent moon is a symbol of Islam. For what is the moon? A dead world that produces nothing. All it can do is reflect the unbelievable productivity 
of that energy factory known as the sun that produces every second energy equal to the explosion of 100 million tons of TNT. All the moon can do is reflect the light of the sun, as Islam is nothing but a purloined and perverted plagiarization of Jewish thought. It's also meaningful that uh, Islam's symbolic moon is the crescent moon, meaning one side is illuminated and the other forever in darkness. It's an object whose dark side we never see. Araby is a veiled society whose religion glorifies taqiyya, dissembling, pretending to an enemy one wants peace, but then when the enemy lowers his guard, you strike, which is what Muhammad did to his enemies fellow tribesmen and even second cousins, and you can read about that in the Quran, chapter 48, entitled Fatah, Fatah, which means conquest, and in context refers to dissembling before the enemy, what Arafat and Abbas did on 13 September 1993 in the White House lawn when they pretended to want peace with Israel when they were totally insincere. What Israelis have to accept is that, perhaps not until Moshiach, the Savior arise and appears. Our Hamitic, Ishmaelitic, Arab Muslim neighbors are incapable of making peace because their essence is endless war. Right now, as you listen to my voice, Arabs are likely killing one another in Syria and in Yemen and in Iraq and in Libya. And they cannot make peace among their own brethren, but Balin and Perez and their devotees on the post-religious left thought they wanted and could make peace with Israel. At a recent PLO Central Committee meeting, Mahmoud Abbas, he's head of the PLO besides the PA, he spoke of uh, his assassins in Israeli prisoner, prisons, the terrorists, saying, quote, we are dedicating all our attention to the topic of the prisoners, even if we are left with just one penny. We will pay it to those heroes who we must protect and whose families we must listen to, close quote. And the issue at hand is the Taylor Force Act in the United States, and an Israeli law meant to prevent the PA from paying the salaries of Jew killers, with the problem being the chasm of disagreement between us in Jewish culture and this Arab Muslim culture in which a hero is a believer with a knife who comes up behind a Jewish girl and stabs her to death. God forbid. He may be shot dead by others on the scene, but if so, he gets a park or a school name for him, and that's because unlike us civilized Jews, uh, these people are barbarians. They are barbarians who smiled upon hearing the news of 9-11, who smiled upon uh, seven believers in the one true faith in Paris in November 2015, who entered the Bataclan nightclub, packed with infidels enjoying themselves, and murdered 137 of them. And they lost their lives as well, but that's cool. They go directly to uh, Muslim paradise. There is an abyss, I said before, a chasm, an abyss, between the civilized and the barbaric, and Muslims in general belong to that second group. But another more charitable way, it's true that most Muslims are not terrorists, though it seems that most Muslims support the terrorists. And then we can still be charitable and imagine a significant percentage who may publicly smile on the terrorists because they're afraid not to. It's a culture with no lack of conscienceless brutes, Remember poor French high school teacher Samuel Petty? Uh, he held up a political cartoon of Muhammad in a class on freedom of speech and for this was decapitated. This is the divide between the civilized, Jews, Christians, Buddhists, giants on one side, 
and the Muslims, the barbaric Muslims, on the other. Shalom, I'm Leah Aharoni. Join me on my show, News from the Torah. Each Sunday, we'll use the weekly Torah portion as a prism for understanding the news today. Listen to News from the Torah to gain clarity about the times we're living in and to understand your own spiritual path in the process. News from the Torah, every Sunday on Israel News Talk Radio. Well, I suppose I should say something about the suffering of the Ukrainians at the hands of the possibly demented Vladimir Putin, which is not easy given the historic behavior of the Ukrainians toward the Jews. At times, it was simply satanic. For example, their national hero there, George Washington, was Bogdan Khmelnytsky, who presided in the 17th century over Cossacks, who not only massacred like 100,000 Jews, but did so with satanic torture. In their psychologically projecting minds, they saw in Jews devils, evil people, when by their behavior, they were the devils. Here's a description of the period. Quote, All of those Jews who could not flee were slain and martyred with unnaturally cruel and bitter deaths. And some of them had their skins flayed off them and their flesh flung to the dogs. The hands and feet of others were cut off and the people flung onto the roadway where carts ran over them and they were trodden underfoot by horses and some of them had many non-fatal wounds inflicted on them and they were flung out into the open so that they should not die swiftly but should suffer and bleed until they died. Many were buried alive. Children were slaughtered in their mothers' bosoms and many children were torn apart like fish. They ripped up the bellies of pregnant women, took out the unborn child and threw the child into the woman's face. They tore open the belly of some of them and placed a living cat inside the belly and left the cat alive, first cutting off the woman's hands so that uh, she could not be able to take the living cat out of her belly. Close quote. This is from Harvard University's thick uh, volume, History of the Jewish People, published 1976. H.A. Ben Sasson, famous historian at Hebrew University, the editor. And then in the 1920s, during the civil war between the Wrights and the Reds in Russia following the toppling of the Tsar, the Whites massacred Jews left and right. In the new independent states following the collapse of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, there were nationalist movements all over Europe. And the following, again, is from the same volume of history, quote, In several East European countries, pogroms began to break out. The pogroms that were most savage and widespread were in the Ukraine. A long history of anti-Semitism combined with the hostility of the peasants who constituted the great majority of the population, the hostility they felt toward town dwellers and the Bolsheviks in wide areas of the Ukraine. Jews constituted the majority of the town dwellers, as opposed to, my, I'm adding, the illiterate peasants. Uh, under these conditions, the mass slaughter of Jews by the whites became a common occurrence. The number of Jews murdered in the Ukraine from the end of 1917 until 1920 is estimated at 75,000. 
Many of them murdered in the most brutal fashion or horribly tortured. Thousands were wounded, women were raped. The Jews' meager possessions were plundered and robbed. The leader of the pogromists was Semyon Petlyura, who in 1926 was walking down a street in Paris when a Jew killed him. One Shalom Schwarzbad, whose relatives had been slain in Petlyura's massacres. Schwarzbad was put on trial in Paris, whose court, hearing what was done to the Jews in Schwarzbad's little town, let him go. So, yes, Ukraine's history of the, the treatment of the Jews is a matter of record. And it didn't stop in the 1920s. Recent historical research into Poland suggests that of the three million Polish Jews exterminated during the war, most were exterminated by the Germans, though 200,000 were uh, murdered by their Polish neighbors. And the story in Ukraine is likely very similar. Most Jews there were murdered by the Germans, but not all. The rest by their Ukrainian neighbors. Israel is sending 100 tons of humanitarian supplies to Ukraine, which is the right thing to do. Today's Ukrainians cannot be held accountable for the crimes of their forebears. That's what Catholics did to Jews until 1965, when Pope John XXIII presided over the Vatican II conference that finally deleted that nasty slander that all Jews were guilty of killing Jesus. Which makes of the Jewish president today in Ukraine since 2019 uh, quite a turn of events. This Jewish entertainer, this actor, comedian, president, Vladimir Vazelinsky, reportedly a proud and Zionist Jew. Uh, he evidently made himself a lovable entertainer in Ukraine, who in a TV comedy played at being an accidental president. Now he is the real thing. Elected in 2019 in a landslide by promising to go after the corruption, which was the subject of a conversation between him and President Trump that the evil Democrats said was evidence of Trump's treason, and never mind a transcript of that call Trump released contained nothing of the kind. Ukraine is infamous for being the most corrupt. You know, the country where on the board of directors of a major natural gas company is the gas ignoramus Hunter Biden, booted from the U.S. Navy for being a crackhead and known via his laptop for being a sexual degenerate. Zelensky has won nothing but praise for his composure, his courage, patriotism in the face of being a target of Tsar Vladimir Putin. He could have fled the country but has chosen to remain. Elon Musk, fellow Jew, has made available an alternate satellite internet service. Perhaps when the crisis is over, Zelensky's performance may usher in a new relationship between the Ukrainians and the Jews, which could benefit the Jews who make the pilgrimage to Uman, to the place of the Hasidic master Rabbi Nachman of Breslav, who I have heard and the locals there can be quite obnoxious to these Jewish pilgrims. It will be interesting to see how President Brandon handles the situation, which demands that he do a 180, execute a U-turn on his first executive order, which was the canceling of the XL pipeline, uh, depriving thousands of skilled construction workers of their livelihoods and making the U.S. dependent on foreign oil. There can only be two ways, I think, of understanding that decision. One, uh, Biden is stupid, and he stupidly uh, paid attention to his stupid woke advisors, want to press ahead with green energy to save the planet from extinction, climate change, and all that. And that's the lesser evil of a possibility. Number two, Biden is quite simply on the payroll of the communists in China and does their bidding or be exposed. 
He's being blackmailed. The New York Post's Amanda Devine has written a book uh, after investigating son Hunter Biden's laptop. And Peter Schweitzer has his book on the tens of millions of dollars Biden has received from the communists, in which his brothers Frank and James also get a cut. The Biden crime family, I think, was a nickname coined by Rudy Giuliani, who made his name in the law as the prosecutor of mafia families under the uh, RICO legislation. It's a sad state of affairs that the United States has become so corrupt across the board uh, when so many have profited from doing business with the country's number one enemy, China, a country in which, uh, that's the American country, in which one whole wing of political society, the Democrats, have become a criminal enterprise, a treasonous body whose operatives have corrupted one government department after another, the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the IRS... I believe the U.S. can rescue itself by routing the Democrats in 2022 this year in the fall, though the Democrats are surely scheming to steal that election, too. And if they get away with it a second time, the U.S. will be finished. Okay, that's it for this edition of Phantom Nation, generously sponsored by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute. The music you heard was by Aviel. And Gabriel Hasson, and as usual, we will close with Yosef Karduner. For those who want the full story of how the Muslims and anti-Jew Jews invented the Palestinians, buy my book Phantom Nation in hardcover or Amazon Kindle. It's long, but many say once you start reading, it's hard to put down because it's the best, most truthful and insightful book ever on the war against Israel. Three other podcasts like this one are also available each week via subscription at www.phantom-nation.com. So Lila Tov, that means good night, from the OJT, the Occupied Jewish Territories, occupied by the most anti-Semitic and homicidal people in the world today, the Muslims. <laughs>
Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page, and don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 